Hi there, you're listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast, where we help emerging leaders get unstuck so that they can start creating opportunities. I'm Daniel Eccles, and I've helped hundreds of emerging leaders as a certified career counselor and a personal and professional development nerd. I love sharing big ideas and stories of how emerging leaders like you have gone from feeling stuck to creating huge opportunities in their personal and professional lives. So join me as I talk to subject matter experts and other emerging leaders about opportunity creating best practices and repeatable actions that you can apply to your life today so that you can get unstuck and start creating opportunities. Tyler Lingle is an emerging leader, and we are doing a series here on the Learned Opportunity Podcast about emerging leaders who are going through the process right now of getting unstuck and creating opportunities in their life. I want people that are in the process right now to help you, other emerging leaders, as you are trying to figure out this whole opportunity creation thing. So Tyler Lingle is going to be the first one that we have on this podcast. That's just talking a little bit about what he is doing, how he's learning as an emerging leader and how he is chasing these ambitions, these dreams and creating opportunity in his life. Now, Tyler hasn't always felt like he's fit into the usual crowd and it wasn't until college that he found the confidence to pursue uh, his audacious goals and to be okay with the ambitious person that he is. I know that I myself have felt guilty pursuing my dreams. Being an emerging leader with ambition can feel lonely at times. So it's encouraging to hear from other emerging leaders like Tyler, who's on a similar journey. And he's gone from an urban educator to now being a real estate professional over just the last year. Some of the things that have helped him gain the confidence he needs to pursue these dreams include mentorship. He's had five to six people that he considers mentors. And these folks have helped Tyler go from focusing on just 15 years down the road to believing that doing the small things today will help him make it happen. It's going to happen in 15 years if he just continues on the way that he is continuing on. He'll have the email list of people. He'll have the subscribers to his podcast if he's consistent. And mentorship has helped him to learn about that value of consistency. Tyler says that people need your consistency more than they need your creativity. He's gotten distracted at times. He's tried to be good at too many things at once. And it's the right opportunities that will come if he focuses on being the best at maybe one or two things and being known for being that guy who can help you get into the house or is an expert on real estate investment or you choose whatever it is that you want to be known for. So I think you'll be encouraged by Tyler's story as you gain new opportunities in your own journey of emerging leadership. And if you're interested in reaching out to hear more after this episode from Tyler, you can find him on Instagram at Tyler underscore Lingle or visit his website at TylerLingle.com. And those details are in the show notes. So let's take a listen to our conversation with Tyler Lingle.
Well, hey, Tyler, it's great to have you on here. And I always appreciate just getting to chat with you. We've gotten to hang out a little bit outside of just official things like podcast recordings. And I always appreciate commiserating with somebody that is similar to me and their ambitions and their, their dreams. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. We're both kind of trying to build the dream, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's that's the whole point of this podcast is trying to help emerging leaders like yourself, like me, really. We're trying to get unstuck so that we can start creating more opportunities in our, our future. And uh, it, it can it can be hard and sometimes we feel stuck. And so it would be good for listeners to hear from another emerging leader of just your experience of trying to build this dream right now, trying to work hard and do the things that you need to do. So yeah, I think that they'll really appreciate that. But go ahead and, and tell listeners a little bit about who you are, what is actually important for listeners to know about Tyler Lingle. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just say really quickly where I'm at and then quickly, I guess, how I got here. I am now a, actually a real estate agent, um, which is funny. I never dreamt growing up I'd be a real estate agent, but real estate agent, I'm doing some investing on the side here in Indianapolis both physically with rental properties and also metaphorically really trying to like plant roots and build a strong network here. And then uh, I used to be an urban educator at a small charter school called Enlace Academy in urban Indianapolis. And those are two very divergent careers, but I think it's tied together with this thread of, well, really opportunity, but more so in my mind, what I, what I've always thought is like this idea of like growth mindset. And I feel Mm. like what's important for, I guess, listeners to know about me is, you know, I grew up feeling pretty much like timid and not outcast, but I guess almost like a, not a leader, I guess. Oh, really? And I think I had some experiences, which we can get into in in college and then post-college being a teacher that really, I guess, transformed me into now a aspiring entrepreneur and a investor and someone trying to help others grow into that as well, actually. Mm. So you were saying that you were a little bit shy. I remember, I mean, we grew up in the the same area and uh, in high school, we were actually in the same prom group is the usual little fact about Tyler Lingle that I, <laughs> that I give other people. So I, I knew you a little bit and, and there does, I guess, looking back seem to be, um, a point in college that you were a little bit more outgoing and aspiring towards larger things. Walk us through what happened to some of that transition or where you kind of got this confidence to, to just go for it. Yeah, I think that's really hard, man, but I think it's probably people. I, I kind of felt like, so growing up, like, you know, going to football games or sports or these big events was never my sweet spot of feeling comfortable. It was actually in the classroom Mm. talking to teachers and then professors. And I think I had some really close relationships. I think one teacher who you had to Mr. Schmidt, who was a AP world history teacher. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he just kind of just like busted our butts and and put us (laughs) through the ringer back in high school, sophomore class sophomore year. But then in college, just professors that I became really, really close with to the point where I was going to their house for dinner and and really feeling like, okay, if I can have these conversations with these types of people who are successful in that world of education and learning, Mm. I'm sure I can make it in this other world. But I, I didn't really enjoy, to be honest, school and like large groups of people, which is what school almost always is now. 
And I think it really was college becoming more introspective and more looking to books and mentors and those types of things that I really was able to forge that confidence of like, okay, there is something valuable here in Tyler. And and now I'm like double down on it. You know, I'm like, Mm. no, I I am my business and like I can produce some real value for me and myself and others, you know? Yeah. That ambition that you have now, like I said before, I resonate with that. It's nice to to know somebody else that is pushing forward and and wanting to learn, wanting to grow, wanting to make more connections within Indianapolis for the personal and professional benefits. But that ambition can also feel really hard sometimes. I know I've felt misunderstood personally by other people that knew Tyler before, (laughs) before all of this, that knew Daniel before Daniel had a podcast or was doing some of these things have you felt misunderstood and kind of where have you felt support or felt pushback as you you go for your dreams your goals the things that you're wanting to create for your future yeah I mean like you Dan I've I've probably never felt like I was normal so to speak (laughs) and I'm sure that's kind of just a myth of normalcy and now I'm like, why would I want to be that? But I, I definitely have not felt like I've quote unquote fit in. I've always kind of been thinking like, like really 15 years in the future is kind of where my brain goes a lot of times. Like, yes, I may not have that many people reading my blog or going to my website or as clients or that I'm mentoring and pouring into yet, mm. but I'm always like, it's going to happen type of thing. Like, I guess once you commit to that, self-development and learning that's just where that leads if you follow it through to fruition and and so now i'm very confident about that and it's you know coming to fruition but i think that where i found support and that is absolutely through mentorship i I think mentorship has been huge um just talking to people 20 30 years older than me and i've had right now i probably have four to five active mentors that i'm regularly meeting Mm with And that has been huge to hear them say, like, I was exactly where you were at. Mm-hmm. And guess how they got ahead? It was their own mentors. So I feel like as especially men, mentorship is so big. It has been so big for me. And I absolutely would be a shell of a person that I am now without, without that. How long did it take you to find these mentors? And, and how did you go about doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's funny because once you become more of a value-driven entrepreneurial person, they kind of arrive quicker, but it's hard at the beginning huh. when, when you don't have as much, I guess, relational equity and, and those mindsets. I think at the beginning, man, I, that's a, that's a great question. How do you find those mentors? I mean, I think it's as simple as like being a friend, like those mm-hmm. people I'm noticing, like, they like when people ask them for advice, it makes them feel like a million bucks. And they, they, I'm noticing most people want to be in touch with the younger generation. And we have a vantage point that they don't have being a bit older and the world they grew up in was different. So I know with, I had a real estate mentor who was an agent before me, who was in the business six, seven or so years before me. And, you know, I needed everything from him, like a fire hose. And I thought I had nothing to give him. 
that turned out to be not true. He he didn't know how to use Instagram or TikTok for for marketing. He had no clue. And so I provided a lot of value to him. That, and that was so exciting. So I think every single person has something valuable to give. Mm. It's just speaking that into existence, as cliche as that sounds, you know? It, it really does take time to figure out how to as we say, network, but build those relationships with people to find mentors to grow into that practice. I know for myself, I I probably feel good right now where I'm at with my ability to find people that are like-minded, that have things that they can teach me and that I can offer them. And and that wasn't always the case, but it, it took me probably about four years of practicing, just reaching out to people or trying to go to different events or find these different wells or watering holes with people that are similar to me or have the same sort of goals. And really once, once I found those places and started just asking people whether they would like to get coffee or if they had any advice for me as I'm trying to, to grow this or that, they were all super willing it really wasn't all that intimidating. I think people, if you ask them in a way that is like, hey, I really think it's cool what you're doing. I'd love to yeah. hear more. Who doesn't want to hear that? I would love it if somebody was just like, hey, Daniel, I think your podcast right. is really cool. You you want to hear more? <laughs> I'm sure. And I kind of yeah. did that with you as I'm trying to learn podcasting. Yeah. Well, like, and, and you yeah. you helped me back out too because I I'm been listening to that podcast, Grow the Show. And like my last three or four episodes like uh, have been far better after hearing some of that information. So it, it really goes both ways. Just meeting people that are, are also trying to do the things that you're trying to do and you're going to help one another out. But yeah. it, it takes some time and practice, but just keep doing that and just keep practicing. And then you end up where you and I are at, where we both have four or five mentors, I would I would say. And I think ending those meetings, like finally, once you get those meetings, I try to end it now with hey, who are two to three people that you think I would just hit it off with? Yeah, And I kind of ask it in that way. And they're like, oh, okay. And and then it, and then following through on that and then thanking mm -hmm. them for the, the refer, not the referral, but thanking them for the connection. I have found that, I, I call it like the networking tree. I kind of preach that now. Like once you get that, that person, they have a whole network behind them. Right. So like just ask for another connection, you know? It, it, it is funny. I, I don't know if you've heard of probably a, a coaching tree how like this coach in a sport had these assistant coaches and then they, they all kind of span down. So like coach K from Duke had a whole bunch of different coaches that were underneath him that got hired into other programs. And so that's his coaching tree. There really is sort of a networking mentoring tree in a similar way where I, I know one guy or I know a, a woman that is a mentor or is giving me advice, but they have a whole network of other people that they have mentored, that they have built relationships with. And it all kind of goes back to that original person <laughs> in some ways. Right. It's and, funny. And if they don't have the time, then I'm sure one of their, not minions, but one of their <laughs> people who they've helped mentor, their minions, so to speak, will. And that's what happened to me, at least in my, when I was changing careers, I met with a guy who had a gigantic network. He was the owner of the brokerage. He didn't have the time necessarily to sit down one-on-one -on -one with me, but he set me up with someone that did, that was mentored by him. So it was kind of cool. 
Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. I I think that's great. Well, you just kind of started your real estate stuff maybe a year ago, two years ago at this point. It was like a year and a few months, so not not too long ago, actually. Yeah. What are some things that you're finding difficult as you grow in your leadership in that area as a, as an emerging leader? That's a great question. Hmm. I think it's that balance of being an entrepreneur but wanting to be a friend too, hmm. and. A friend doesn't always sell someone. Yeah. They sometimes tell people, hey, maybe this isn't the right time, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's been a challenge of like keeping that lens of like helping, truly wanting the best for the other, truly wanting them to succeed in their own terms. And how do I marry my own need for income to that? Mm-hmm. And it's taken some time, but I think the balance I found is pretty good but that that has been challenging for sure is wanting to provide value but not forcing it down people's throats type of thing yeah 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 i I see that myself too sometimes it does feel like i'm trying to force some of this stuff down people's throats uh, or guilty about having a podcast or guilty about like trying to to help people or or make something of it but yeah and it's probably our own imposter syndrome yeah like i doubt anyone's like how dare you have a podcast how dare you send me this email no blast you know it's just <laughs> well, if they do they just unsubscribe <laughs> yeah like it's a free world and so i think that in its own way is maybe like self-absorption of me to even think that i'm that big in people's minds yeah. you know yeah right mm-hmm yeah, no, I, that's definitely my pride that comes out. Yeah, so yeah, so I would say exactly. It might be honestly pride of like getting too absorbed in this whole journey to not stop and be like, this was all for other people in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. That is something I, I truly constantly have to pray in the morning for actually. Yeah. For that specifically. Yeah. And just because sometimes when we're pursuing these dreams, when we're in how to be leaders, these things like pride or greed or some of these adverse effects um, will happen, but that doesn't negate the original mission, the original purpose, the original dream is not bad because some things come out every now and then that are just taking that original good and twisting it a little bit. And I'm trying right. to remind myself that a little bit more lately too, is like my, my dream or like wanting to help people out is coming from an ultimate source somewhere that is good. And sometimes that might, you know, turn into something manipulated or just not the same as the original goal. So it's always having to come back and reflect and remember why we're doing this in the first place. And like, I, I really appreciate like what you just said, uh, having to pray that every morning. I notice that for myself too. I have to always like say, okay, like remind me why I'm doing this. Like this comes from you, Lord, like get myself out of the way in the ways that I am doing that and, and help me to, to glorify you ultimately in that sort of a thing. So I think that's really good. It is kind of remembering that mission, the original purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Is there a time that you felt particularly stuck within this journey and what was that like and how did you move on from it? Yeah, it's a good question. It's actually funny because things have been moving quite fast and I almost think ironically not being able to settle in to one niche has actually been 
I'm always like, okay, I'm going to do an email marketing thing. Okay. I'm going to do a meetup. Okay. I'm going to, you know, start mm-hmm. coaching. Okay. That has been my issue. And maybe, you know, someone like you down can relate is like, <laughs> I want to do too many things at once instead of yeah. dude, no, you're just going to help people show houses and do that really well. Yeah. Like that's your one thing for a long time. And that I'm realizing is like, I want you know, in the brain of other people to be like, Tyler does that one thing and he does it well, and I can rely on him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that ironically is how I've been needing to be not stuck a little more, but like I'm getting stuck by trying to start too many things. Yeah. And I think that's that pressure. I, I think it, honestly, it's the pressure I'm putting on myself to try to be more than one human should be, you know? And so I think scaling back the pride and just being like, you just do one thing, you know, <laughs> maybe two, but one or two things really well. Cause that's all one human should be able to do. I think, you know? Yeah. It is almost like a metaphor of you were stuck because you were trying to change up your transportation too many times. Like if you are trying to get out of Indiana you start in the car. Okay. Getting out of the car. Now I'm going to get on the bike. Okay. Now I'm going to walk. Okay. Now I'm going to go walk to the train station. It's like, it will take you way longer and you'll be stuck in Indiana for a long time and not be able to get over to Ohio because yeah. you kept trying to change the, the route in which you were going. So I, I, I appreciate that. I think that is feeling stuck and is a temptation for anybody that's creative like yourself to want to do more, 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 and more. And so that the balance between stewardship and, and creativity, uh, I always have to remember Mm. that, you know, when I create something, I have a responsibility to also keep it going responsibly or get rid of it if it's not a responsible thing to steward. So. Yeah. uh, I think a funny quote I heard once is like the most unsexy part of success is maintenance. (laughs) And I kind of agree with that and that like starting things is sexy and cool, but maintaining what you started Uh is like a bit more of a grind, but that's where I bet the the true long-term value is. And people I'm noticing need my consistency. They don't don't need my brilliant creative spark every day. They need the consistency of like, I know I can count on him for this type of thing. Yeah. And that's been a challenge. It is. I mean, it's the same thing with like podcasts. It's why there, there are like over 3 million podcasts out there, but most of them don't get past seven episodes. Crazy. <laughs> so it's easy to create. It's really hard to yeah. sustain that creativity wow. and, and have that. But you're, you're breaking that mold, man. It's really cool to see like, cause I'm sure you've found it hard to keep going. I would assume at one point or another with a podcast. Well, it's helped. It's helpful to take some breaks mm-hmm. in, in between to do some of the other things that I like to do and to focus in on some personal things. And also I have a a day job that I really enjoy as well, but you're going to, but you'll, you'll make it there too. Cause you're going to start your own podcast, right? Tell listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So since I kind of, even though I I didn't create some groundbreaking new business with some innovative product, I, I started a business, which is my own service, which is real estate agency and also investment advising in real estate. But since I started that, I just got pretty fascinated by entrepreneurship in my city. 
And I really want to uncover the web of thought leaders and entrepreneurs and founders and interview as many successful business founders and entrepreneurs in Indianapolis specifically as possible. And so it's kind of a spinoff. Hopefully Guy Raz and NPR don't come after me (laughs) of how I built this, how you built this Indy is the name of mine. Um, It's kind of like Indy is is amazing and it's growing and it's becoming more of a vibrant city. How did you build this? Let's talk to people who have built it type of thing. Yeah, and if you're a listener that doesn't know much about Indianapolis, that'll be good for you to to hear just how much is going on in this city. And we're we're both kind of ambassadors of Indianapolis. We both really enjoy this greater Indianapolis area and everything. And I'm trying to convince more and more people to move here, which may be good, maybe bad. I don't know. <laughs> Real estate costs and things like that. But I have a house, so it's good if more people move here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't don't get me started on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's another whole podcast episode right there. Yeah. But so what kind of things right now are you are you learning about? And what opportunities are you finding lately from those things? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I'm really intrigued by podcasting, ironically. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, it already is becoming a huge medium. I mean, Spotify is spending millions on it, billions probably. But I think podcasting, I'm interested in adding to that space, as we just described. That's been a huge pain point of me learning. I'm not tech inclined. And then also, I'm I'm really trying to go back to my roots of teaching in some way, but I want to coach potentially mm-hmm. other agents or other aspiring real estate investors. I'm noticing real estate's big, it's daunting, it's scary, it's risky. And I know I have a lot to give. I'm not you know, the, the world's most successful real estate investor by any means. I have three investment properties that I'm a co-owner or owner of. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned a lot getting started. And that's a big field of a lot of nerves for people. So if I can offer coaching there, I think it, it could turn out to be something special. So I'm learning how to how to be a coach and how to provide that. Well, and that's three more investment properties than the normal person has. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a yeah. lot that people can learn from that. And it, that's success, even if it's not you know, a huge portfolio or some of these other people that we compare ourselves to on Instagram that are these real estate yeah. moguls and things like that. But that would be success if somebody just, you know, had one more real estate investment and it, it was something that added to their life and it was a value to them. So I, I think that's a great thing that you're doing and, and to have that mindset going into that. I, I even saw your email right before we started recording that you're having a meetup at Min House mm-hmm. uh, for, for those sort of things. So it's cool. It, Tyler has an email list too that uh, you can sign up for to hear about more things real estate it's mostly focused on indianapolis he has some mm-hmm. other things that he's doing as well how could listeners connect with you what are some of the the mediums the the websites the things that you do that they can participate in yeah definitely well the podcast should be out by next year early 2023 how you built this indie and then as well as i'm pretty active on on instagram i try to stay off of the other three or four as much as possible but yeah. instagram is kind of where i'm trying to connect with people so tyler underscore lingle. And then my website's tylerlingle.com. And the coaching is not just for Indianapolis people. So anyone who's interested in starting in real estate, I'd, I'd love to connect with them and at least, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Tyler, this is a random question here at the end too, but uh, 
a year from now, just being consistent with what you're doing and, and learning leadership, learning coaching, learning new business and things like that. What would be a really big success if we check in a year, year from now for you? Oh man, that's a great question. That's such a good question. I need to journal on that, but uh, off the cuff, I, I would really say if I could have, this is kind of like not the craziest goal, but would be super meaningful. If I could have coached someone within the realm of real estate and got them to their goal in a year, I would feel very proud of that accomplishment, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully someone will reach out to you, listener, if you're interested in just even talking to Tyler, just give him a a short 15 minute phone call or something, whether it goes somewhere or not, I think that would be a benefit to your time. But yeah, I, I appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks for, for coming on. I, I think it's helpful for me to hear from other emerging leaders like yourself. And as we all continue to try to get unstuck and, and build and create more opportunities in our life to make an impact. And so I, I appreciate you coming on and listeners appreciate you as well. Join us next time. We're gonna continue to help you get unstuck so you can start creating more opportunities. Suppose you enjoyed today's episode of the Learned Opportunity Podcast and you want to help create hundreds of opportunities for emerging leaders. In that case, there are a couple of ways that you can support this mission. One, you can make sure to follow or subscribe to the Learned Opportunity Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews with thought leaders, experts, and other emerging leaders like yourself. Two, you could leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and that really helps more emerging leaders discover the show. And third, you could share this episode with someone you want to help get unstuck so that they can start creating more opportunities in their personal and professional lives. So as always, I love to hear from you. Reach out to me if you'd like. You can send me a message on Instagram at DJECCLES, or you can send me an email at Daniel at learnedopportunity.com.